Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello, it's Rick, and welcome to the Presence Podcast, episode number 365. It is December 30th, Sunday night, a few minutes away from midnight, in my second favorite spot to record my podcast, which is my basement, and wondering where I got off on my count. Because tomorrow is New Year's Eve, it should be 365 tomorrow. This was not a leap year. I looked it up. I checked. And um, somewhere I got off as far as my counting. But that's okay. Because it's not all about the numbers. It's about the experience. And I am glad you, dear listener, are with me on this penultimate day of the year, 2018. And I am glad and happy and pleased to share with you how I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open today to experience the presence of God. Well, today, Sunday, was the Sabbath, and some Sundays I have my God presence moment during worship. Other Sundays, worship is great, but my God presence moment comes at a different time and in a a different way. Well, today it was during worship. And that was in part because, quite frankly, I didn't really do that much the rest of today. I mean, it was a good day. I went for a walk with my son. That was enjoyable and relaxed around the house and got a few tasks done. But for the most part, worship this morning was the focus of the day. And I think that's okay, and probably actually good on a Sabbath day. And today, the Sunday after East, after Christmas, excuse me, getting ahead of myself here, we celebrate as Holy Family Sunday. And it was appropriate today, the way that we celebrated, where I went to Mass, and that was with a baptism. And it was really nice. I love baptisms, and I think especially during the Christmas and Easter seasons, baptisms during liturgy, during Mass, are particularly special, and and today was no exception. So it was a little one. She was five months old, and her name was Lily No. That's L-I-L-N-O-E, like Lily Noe. But um, her, one of her parents, and and I I don't know whether it's the mom or the dad, but the family has a Hawaiian connection. And I I think they named their daughter in that honor, in in the honor of a Hawaiian-related name. Not exactly clear. But neither of the parents really looks necessarily Hawaiian, but I think they spent some time in Hawaii. And um, they've been bringing young Lily, we'll just call her Lily for short, really ever since she was born. I mean, over the last few months, I remember seeing them at the same mass with Lily all bundled up, and now she's getting kind of big. And during the baptism, it was really, really neat because prior to the baptism, we read an extra gospel today which was the word made flesh, the opening of John's gospel, 
in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And, I'm paraphrasing now, the Word became flesh, and what is often translated as dwelt among us, literally in the Greek means pitched his tent with us. Kind of like that. This idea of, you know, God setting up a residence, setting up a house, pitching a tent right here in the midst of our humanity. And what I thought was particularly helpful and and thought-provoking today was that the priest, during his homily, connected the baptism and the Eucharist, which we would celebrate after the baptism, with the Incarnation. You know, with this idea of the Word made flesh, the Holy Spirit coming down and entering into humanity, entering into human life and day-to-day ritual. You know, the ritual of water and consuming water and washing with water. The ritual of eating, of consuming nourishment that's going to strengthen us and and help us to grow. And I've always thought of the sacraments and, and love the sacraments. That's one of my favorite personal aspects of faith and communal as well. You know, something that gives me great um great connection to God and to others are the sacraments. So I've always loved the sacraments, but I guess I never really saw them exactly in this idea of the first chapter of John, the word coming down and becoming flesh and dwelling among us through baptism and how baptism leads us to dwell within the new family, the new creation of the church, and also, of course, how Eucharist, which is the nourishment, Christ becoming physically present in the bread and wine, and then we, those who follow him, consuming that and becoming one with him in that way. So that was kind of neat to to have that reflection and to have that witness, to watch this beautiful little girl getting baptized and it was actually kind of funny at one point because you know there's there's three you know little scoops or little handfuls however it's done of water and and after the second one she was very calm through the whole thing and after the second one she kind of jerked a little bit um, and actually got even more wet than she would have had she not moved in that way and there was kind of an audible gasp from the congregation (laughs) the people who um could could see clearly see what had happened and um but she was a trooper she really did not phase her and she was uh making eye contact with the priest and then it, at one point um, when the priest's hands were down near her um, she actually was holding his finger which I, I just thought was just really precious and he was really enjoying it too and it was just a moment you know one of those god presence moments really Well, there was one other aspect of the baptism that I want to reflect on, and I will do that after the break. So stay with me through the break, and I'll tell you where hospitality fits into this celebration of the sacrament today.
Well, thanks for staying with me through the break. So, the hospitality was particularly unique today. And where it was unique was at the beginning of worship, it was announced that following the baptism, following the Mass, there would be a reception, a luncheon for whoever wanted to attend. And I thought this was really cool, especially because the dad of the baby being baptized, little Lily, he was able to get up and make the invitation himself. And um, I thought that was really cool because obviously his and his wife's family were there present and you could see some of the visitors, some of the guests who were there with us for this celebration. And obviously they were going to enjoy the, the luncheon. But it was just so cool, I thought, that he wanted anyone and everyone in the worshiping community to celebrate with him. And um, that, that really touched me, you know, because it, it didn't have to be that way. You know, so often people have parties and it's exclusive. It's my guests and the guest list are worked out ahead of time and the numbers are figured and there isn't spontaneity because it's all arranged and there's the in list and well, everyone else, you know, thanks for being with us in the baptism, but you know, we've got our own plans. Thank you very much. But that wasn't the case today. And I think it was such a symbolic and important and powerful and meaningful gesture because we are in baptism forming a new family. You know, part of the baptism rite is praying for the baptized, but also saying and affirming that he or she is now part of a new family a new family beyond their biological parents and their godparents and their grandparents and all of the other family members that are there, the biological family. In the sacrament of baptism, this child or an adult or whomever it is, is part of a new family. And I thought it was entirely appropriate and wonderfully hospitable for the invitation to be extended to everyone. It was really like saying explicitly, this is a new family. Lily is part of a larger family now, and we want anyone and everyone in that larger family to come and celebrate with us. You know, what it reminded me of, actually, is is some of Jesus's parables, especially the wedding feast, you know, where the king says, go out and just find people and invite them to the banquet. They don't have to be part of, you know, the tribe or the this group or that group or anything. The only criteria for inviting them is accessibility, that they are present, that they are nearby to the celebration and that they're willing to come, that they're willing to accept the invitation to say, Thank you. I'll be there. 
and not be like some of the characters in in that parable of Jesus where they say, well, you know, thank you, but I have these other things, you know, I got to do this and I got to work. And and I certainly could have said that. I wasn't planning on staying after mass today, after worship. And, and I certainly had things I could have done, but I said, no, this is important. And, and, you know, the, the interesting thing is when you come to someone's party, you know, when you're invited, that's a huge honor, I think, and a huge symbol of inclusion that the person is saying, we want you there. We want you with us. You're valuable. But when you're attending in the midst of everything else that you could be choosing to do with your time, when you attend, you're also saying you're valuable. You're important. This is meaningful. And the greatest way you can thank someone for an invitation is by accepting it and by showing up, and by participating. And so I did. And it was really nice. I was really glad to do that. I got to sit with a couple friends that I have gotten to know through worship and activities. Um, one of the friends was kind of funny because she had spent some time in Hawaii. And as the meal was beginning, I, I sort of remarked, wow, this is really unique. And this is really very cool. And she says, kind of shrugged and laughed. She says, oh, this is very Hawaiian. This is the way that Hawaiians do it. Their hospitality is is legendary. And, and this is this is it. Sure enough, it was. And then I also had a conversation afterwards with someone who I've wanted to get to know, and and today was a good chance to talk with him and get to know him on a more personal level, and and it was really good. I I felt connected, Um, and and I feel like it was the beginning of a conversation that we can continue, and I wouldn't have had that if I hadn't been invited and I hadn't have said yes to the invitation. So as I wrap up this episode and we begin to wrap up the year here, think about when recently have you been given an invitation and not an invitation that you expected because those are great invitations, but the best ones are the surprise ones where you didn't even know there was going to be a party. Like I didn't know there was going to be a luncheon today, but when someone says, I want you there, please come. When has someone said that to you recently? And what did you do? Did you accept? Did you back out? Thanks, but no thanks. What did you do? And how did you experience God in the midst of the invitation and how you responded to it? As always, thank you so much for listening. Blessings and peace.